discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Praise the Lord. Let's clap your right hand towards heaven. Father, thank you for this opportunity that we have to hear your word, to be in your presence. Thank you that your word makes a difference in our lives this morning. Thank you that we are built up some more. We are built up into that spiritual house that you desire in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you that your word, which is fire, consumes every wood and wheat and hay and stubble in our hearts and purifies the divine life in us and purifies the redemptive life in us. Thank you that we bear fruits because of your word. Thank you for fruitfulness for us and for our lives on every sphere, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Wow. God bless you. You may take your seats in heavenly places. This is our, it's our first fruit service. We're going to be giving our first fruits today. Hallelujah. Did you bring your first fruits? Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's also a communion service. So we are going to be partaking in the communion as well. Hallelujah. But before we do all of that, I want to share a few things with you. That I believe will help you. Pastor Emmanuel, welcome. Yes, one of Reverend Josh's sons is here, and two of his daughters are also here. I understand that the kids are also around. Beautiful, it's a blessing. Reverend, Reverend Josh's children are here for, for service. Wow, we are blessed. So I've been sharing on the work of a shepherd. This year is I year of what? Through shepherding as he blesses us. Yes, basically shepherding, isn't it? Yeah, so you are right. The one who says shepherding, you are right. Yeah. Let's read again. One to go. It's a year of what? Serving the Lord through shepherding as he blesses us. Okay? As he blesses us. And I've been sharing with you on um, the importance of shepherding, becoming a shepherd, shepherding others, and also allowing yourself to be shepherded. Hallelujah. And I started off by talking about what it means to become a shepherd. And then I went on to um, the work of a shepherd, if you remember. I'm still teaching on the work of a shepherd. Last week was a swelling Sunday, so I taught a different thing. I spoke on um, what? Justification of life, isn't it? Uh -huh. But today we are going to continue on the work of a shepherd. And the very first work of a shepherd that I mentioned was what? A shepherd must give birth. Can you imagine? Very simple work. If you're a shepherd, the first thing you need to do is to give birth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, 
It is important you become a shepherd and shepherd others as you are shepherded. In the Bible, we know that we are, there's a reason for our new birth. You see, we, we don't just get born again. We get born again for a reason. God has a purpose. God is not aimless. God is not aimless. Some people are aimless, but God is not aimless. Every single thing he does has a purpose. There's a reason why you are sitting here today. There's a reason why you are born again. There's a reason why we come to church. There's a reason why we pray. There's a reason for everything that's speaking in tongues, the confessions we make. There's a reason. There's an end. God has an end in mind. Do you see? Yes. God has a purpose. He's not endless at all. In Romans chapter 8, verse 29, look at Romans 8, 29. We see one of the, if not the main aim, but one of the major reasons why we are born again. Okay? He says, for whom he did foreknow, all those that God did foreknow, he also did predestinate. So you, there's, a, there's something called predestination. Predestination means that your destiny or your destination has been predetermined. Okay? Like, there's a, there's a reason. There's, there's an end in mind. God has an end in mind when it comes to you. So he says, all those whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed. This is the reason. He predestinated you to be conformed to the image of a son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He wants you to conform to the image of a son. Inwardly, we are like him. First John chapter, chapter 4, verse 17. Look at First John 4, 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. As Jesus is in his glory, so are we in this world. We receive this nature the day we go born again. That's the truth. So as he is, so are you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As he is in his glory, as he is in his power, so are you. But it's inside. It's your spirit we are talking about. When you go born again, you are born after his image. So as a child of God, you look like Jesus inwardly. But it must come into the outward. You must look like Jesus outwardly. You must love like Jesus loved. You must talk like Jesus spoke. You must, you must, you must relate like Jesus related when he was here on earth. You see? You realize that in your character, you, are not, you, don't, you don't look like him much. Have you realized? Yes. In your decision making, you don't look like him much. But inwardly, you are, you are just like him. As he is, so are we in this world. We are sons and daughters of God, just like Jesus. Do you see? He's the firstborn among many brethren. Okay? He's the firstborn among what? Many brethren. Go back to Romans chapter 8. But he wants the reason why he's given birth to us. The reason why we are, we are born again is so that we might all conform. To conform means to fit into. When you pour water into a bottle, it conforms into the, to the shape of the bottle. So Jesus is the shape of the bottle. And we are the water that is being poured into that bottle. We must take the shape of the bottle. That's the aim of God. God, the reason why, you see, because your new birth is enough. When you get born again, it's enough to go to heaven. Oh, hey. Uh, but you see, there, there's a reason why you are still here on earth. You are still here on earth because God wants you to conform. On every side, conform in your soul. Conform in your outlook. Conform in your perception to Christ. Do you see? So he says he wants him to be the first man among many brothers. He wants us to conform to the image of his son. He's talking about the outward image, inward and outward image of Christ. Hallelujah. That is the reason. For instance, if you read in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, he shows you why he gives us pastors, prophets, and all those, we, all those people are not there for, for, for just being their sick. There's a reason for their existence. 
Okay? He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. For what purpose? For the perfecting of the saints. The job of these people, our job is to perfect you, is to fully equip you for something, for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry, so that the saints will do the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. There's something called the body of Christ that is being built up, that God needs your assistance in. That is why you have not gone to heaven yet. Do you, do you understand? Yes. Next verse. Verse 13. He says we are, to, we are to build the body of Christ and help everybody conform till we all come in the unity of the faith and, in the, knowledge, and the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man, a full matured man, one who's, you see the word perfect is teleos, is the one who is, the, that's where we get the word telescope, telephone, all those tele things that you can think about. When we say tele, it means that you can be here, okay, and something is happening in, uh, in America, and you are, still, you are seeing it immediately. Do you understand? So, God wants your life to be such that what is happening in heaven is how you are living here on earth. That's how God wants your life to be. That's why he gave you pastors and all, so that they can train you and help you, so that you can come to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's the, 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 the Son of God, which is Christ, has a certain measure. He has a certain stature that we must conform to. God wants us to conform to that. Okay? So we must conform to Christ in all aspects of our lives. All aspects of our lives. That's the reason why you're born again. In your mind... I mean, how, how would Jesus treat the other person sitting by you? That is how God is expecting you to treat the other person by you. Until you're able to do that, you are not ready to go to heaven. You are not going to get any reward. Okay? And, you see, what it means is that we must know what Jesus was and conform to him. That is why we must read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. A lot. Because Jesus' life is a prototype, the first prototype of the new creature. So when you read about him, you get to know what, what, how the new creature is, what we do, how the new creature thinks, how the new creature relates. If you don't know, if you don't know the prototype, you really know how to conform. Do you see? Now, one of the major things that Jesus was and still is, is that he's a shepherd. So you can't claim to be a Christian and not become a shepherd. You can't conform to the image of Christ without becoming a shepherd. It's not possible. Psalm 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. Who is our Lord? Jesus Christ. So he's a shepherd. Straight, he's a shepherd. Apart from being a shepherd, he's also a good shepherd. John chapter 10 verse 11. So you must become a shepherd and aim to become a good shepherd. Why? Because Jesus is a shepherd and he's also a good shepherd. John 10 verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. This is Jesus talking. So you can't be in the church and not become, decide to become what you're supposed to become. You can't be a child of God and not become what you're supposed to become. And not conform to the image of Christ. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's like, oh, this thing is so far-fetched. It's not, it's not me. It is you. It is you, you are the one. You, you see, you are going to, you say you want to be like Jesus. Jesus was a shepherd. And he's still a shepherd. Wow. wow. He's a good shepherd. Apart from being a good shepherd, he, shepherd he's a chief shepherd. Yes. First Peter chapter 5, verse 4. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. All those who, who are into shepherding receive something called the crown of glory. Wow. 
Because the chief shepherd will appear one day and he shall give them the crown of glory. So you must aim to become a chief shepherd too. Are you in the church? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus is what? He's a chief shepherd. How many of you want to be like Jesus? Become a chief shepherd. Ask your neighbor, are you becoming a chief shepherd? Say, I'm becoming a chief shepherd. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20, Jesus is referred to as a great shepherd. Great shepherd. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. He's a great shepherd of the sheep. So you can't conform to him without becoming a shepherd, a great shepherd, a chief shepherd, a good shepherd. Hmm? What do you think? The more I become like him, the more I shepherd. If I'm becoming more like him, it means I'm shepherding more people. I'm taking care of more people. I'm changing more lives. Taking care of more multitudes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you can't become like Jesus and become something else. You are not conforming to Christ if you are becoming someone who is not interested in the work of the ministry. As the years go by, you are reducing with respect to the work of... You are, you are changing to become ministry averse. Shepherding averse. That is not your life in Jesus' name. Yes. The more you grow, the more you'd want to shepherd. The more people you'd want to change. You see, I've been doing this thing for a long time. But it's now that it's like I'm understanding even more. Yes. I've pastored for 12 years. This is my 13th year of being a pastor. Yes. And I've pastored this church for 10 years. Amazing. Before then, I was, I was doing shepherding work. Yes. I was shepherding people whilst I was in school. Secondary school. In secondary school, I was a, I was a shepherd. Yes. Secondary school. Yes. Easily. You may be a secondary school young man or young woman. You should, you should be shepherding. Why are you not shepherding anybody? It is the key to sustaining yourself spiritually. Yeah. Shepherding. When you have others taking, you are taking care of others. How can you, how can you lose your way? You have to make sure you don't lose your way. Yeah. Yes, you are compelled to study the Bible because you need to have something to share with people. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yes. How can you not pray? Because you need to pray for others. Yeah. So you find yourself praying all the time. Yeah. You find yourself praying long hours. Yeah. And what prayer does is that prayer makes you get to know God more. Yeah. Yes, because prayer is talking to God. If you talk to somebody some, a lot of time, you, be, you realize that you, are, you know the person a lot. You know a lot of things about the person. If I came to tell you, God forbid, that the president of this country has passed on, will you believe me? Will you believe me? As a pastor, you believe me. No, as a friend, will you believe me? You will not believe me. Why? Because I don't, I don't know. I've, I don't, I've never met him. I've never had a... The closest I've come to him was he, sit, he was sitting in, in front of me. I was sitting behind him. That, basically, that's the closest I've come to him. Yes. There was this meeting that I held in a certain place, and I found myself inside, and I was sitting right behind him. That's the closest. I've never shaken him. I've never... You don't, I, I don't know him. So you cannot trust my word. But if his wife should come and come and tell you that he has passed on, God forbid, oh, God forbid. God forbid. He's not passing on. God forbid. Okay, it's just an example. Hey. It's just an example. Hey. For example, <laughs> hallelujah. If his wife should come and say that to you, will you believe it? How many of you believe it? Why? 
is what? She's closer. She's the wife. Yes, one bed. One bed. If she says, Charlie, the guy is not breathing again, will you say, oh, my friend, go away? You don't say that. Why? Because you know that she's closer. It's the ones who are closer to God are those who talk to him. And those who talk to him more get authority in life. When they come and say something about God, everybody believes it because they, they have a relationship with God. Yes. When you're a shepherd, you, have to, you are compelled to pray. Yes. You are praying hours. Nine hours, ten hours. Normally on a Friday, we'll do ten hours. Five hours in the morning, five in the, in the afternoon. Shepherds, we are shepherding. Hey. hey. Uh-huh. But if you are not a shepherd, you... Oh, what is all this? Oh, ah, oh, ah. That's all you say. But I see you saying something else. I see you becoming a shepherd, a mighty shepherd. I said I see you becoming a mighty shepherd. Yes, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is a mighty shepherd. A shepherd, a good shepherd, a chief shepherd, and a great shepherd. And that's how you are going to become in Jesus' name. I'm prophesying to your life that you may look like a ragamuffin rascal today. You may look like a, 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 an area as sanka as a lady right now. But the Lord is going to make you an, a mighty shepherd. In Jesus' mighty name. You will be shepherding older people. Shepherding younger people. In the name of Jesus. Wow. Tell them, I'm seeing you becoming a mighty shepherd. Changing many lives. All around the world. Tell anybody you will not be known as an area sanka. You know, there are some people who are known, that is what they are known for. Yes. Virgin breakers, V breaker. Virgin breaker. Tell your neighbor, the closest neighbor by that you will not be known as a virgin breaker. You'll be known as a shepherd. A mighty shepherd. A good shepherd. A chief shepherd. A great shepherd. In the name of Jesus. You'll be surprised. I'm, I'm telling you, you'll be surprised. Yes, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yes. You'll not be known as something else. Yes. There are some people in your area, when you think about them, like, hey, this boy. Hmm. All you say is, hmm. Hey! Yes. But you'll be different. Say, I'm different. Yes. So the first work of a shepherd is to give birth. And I've mentioned, I've, I've said a lot about, about that, okay? Traveling in, in prayer, and then winning souls and all of that. Now, after you have given birth to a soul, to a soul the next important, critical, continuous thing that you do is to feed. All the sheep that you have given birth to must be fed. Feeding. When a woman gives birth, the first thing that must happen is that that baby must start feeding. If the baby does not start feeding, the baby is on the way to death. Yes. When you give birth, they will tell you there's this, the, 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 the baby must poo poo. There's a first poo poo, the baby must poo poo. If that poo poo does not come, the baby will have jaundice, all kinds of things will be happening. You can, the baby can die. And guess what makes the poo poo come? Breast milk. Yes. Yes. Feeding. That's all the baby does. And that is all you do. When you, you, you eat till you die, isn't it? Yes. You eat to what? You die. Or? Yes. It is a necessity for life. 
So every shepherd must feed. It is the main thing. Main thing. And every sheep must feed. It is the main If the sheep is going to survive, the sheep needs to feed. In Isaiah chapter 40, look at Isaiah chapter 40 verse 10. Behold, the Lord will come strong with will come strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall what? He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom, and shall gently lead those that are with young. This is shepherding in a nutshell. And the first thing on the list is that he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. That's the first thing a shepherd does, to feed his flock. Because if the flock are not fed, it's not, it's not going to work. So you can't give birth. You can't, you can't bring someone to the house of God. You can't lead someone to Christ and not be feeding the person. You must feed. One evangelist realized that after several years of evangelism and crusades, he went back to the areas where he had, pre- he had preached, and he noticed that about 95% of his converts had gone back into the world. Because when they got born again, nobody was around to shepherd them. Nobody was around to feed them. Nobody was around to help them. So feeding and, sh- feeding and shepherding cannot be separated. F- shepherding is feeding and feeding is shepherding. Are you in the church? Yes. Feeding. Say feeding. And I want to show you a lot of scriptures along that line. And show you why it is important. Okay? And then I'll show you how to do it. So I'm going to talk about feeding for the next maybe one week or two weeks. Okay? So today I'm sharing with you on what it is. Then probably on Wednesday I'll share with you on how to do it. And then next Sunday I'll show you, uh, sorry, on Wednesday I'll show you why we do it. And I'll show you how to do it. Do you see? Knowing which level everybody is on and what to give to that person. What diets to give to that person. Are you in the church? Yeah. yeah. So it will help you if you pay attention to help you. Okay? Look at Isaiah chapter 49, verse 8. By the way, Isaiah chapter 49 is for shepherds. Every shepherd, you should read Isaiah chapter 49 to encourage you greatly. All of Isaiah chapter 49. But let's read from verse 8. It says, That says the Lord, In an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in the day of salvation have I helped you. And I will preserve you and give you for a covenant of the people to establish the earth, to cause to inherit the desolate heritages. Next verse. All these are very important, but that's not my focus for today, okay? That thou mayest say to the, to the prisoners, go forth. He says, the shepherd will say to the prisoners, go forth. To them that are in darkness, show yourselves. Then he says, they shall feed in their ways, and their pasture shall be in all high places. Verse 10. They shall not hunger nor thirst. Neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them. Even by the springs of water shall he guide them. A shepherd, a shepherd will bring them, he says he will, he will lead them from darkness. And when he leads them from darkness and takes them from prison, the next thing he'll do is that he will feed them. What is the darkness in the prison? The place where the devil has control over them. You remember? That's what you pray about, to take them out of prison. Now when you take them out of prison, the next thing you do is that they shall not hunger nor thirst. You must make sure they do not hunger. And you must make sure they do not thirst. You must feed them by the wayside. By the highways, they must be fed. So feeding is very important. Are you in the church? Feeding is what? Ezekiel chapter thirty-four, verse eleven. Ezekiel thirty-four, verse eleven. If you read from verse one, you will see how God was angry with the shepherds because they were not feeding. 
The reason why God got angry, maybe, let's look at verse 1. Ezekiel 34 from verse 1. And the word of God came unto me saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? Every shepherd must feed the flocks. So he got angry with them and said so many wild things concerning them. Maybe some other time. He says, you eat the fat and he clothed you with the wool. You kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. So God is angry at, angry at shepherds who do not feed. A shepherd who cannot teach the word of God. Feeding has to do with teaching. When we say feeding, you see the feeding I'm talking about, I'm not talking about going to look for food. Sharing food at the cell. I'm not talking about sharing food at the cell. That is not the feeding I'm talking about. I'm talking about feeding people with the word of God. You see, because all of us are born again as babies. All of us are born again as what? Babies. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Look at First Peter chapter 2. Let's read from verse 1 to verse 2. So important. Every child of God is born again as a baby and needs to feed, needs to be fed, and needs to grow. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile, these are things that will prevent you from growing. God, you need to lay these things aside. All malice. Let's read Amplified. These are things that block your growth. So be done with, with every trace of wickedness. You can be a child of God and you, have, you are wicked. Wicked mind. Wicked person. Oh, are you in the church or you're going home? Be done with wickedness, depravity, malignity, and all deceit. You can be a child of God and you are into deceit. You say that you are bringing the money, but the money never comes. You, with people, you, you have a deal with people and you never, you never honor the deal. You're always deceiving people. It says, be done with every trace of wickedness. These are things that will prevent you from growing. Depravity, malignity, and all deceit and insincerity. Insincerity, pretense. Hypocrisy. Be done with them. Are you a child of God? Yeah. Do you want to grow? Yeah. Put these things aside. These are things you can easily say, I don't like again. It's, it's okay, I don't like. The way he's saying, put, put them aside. It means that you can just lay it aside. I, I'm done with this thing. I'll be truthful. When my year will be my year, my name will be my name. None of those things. I don't want to be doing, I promise a lady that I'm going to marry her, and then I promise another person I'm going to marry her, and I promise another person I'm going to marry her. Why are you proposing to five people? Why? You shouldn't do that. Yes. And the lady, you have said, you have said yes to four people. You know they all like you. And you are collecting money from everywhere. Monday, you collect money from here. Tuesday, you collect money from here. Wednesday, you collect money from here. Valentine's Day, you have five. It's coming. Valentine's coming. Where is your boyfriend? <laughs> you are sitting at home. <laughs> Hallelujah. Five boys. You tell the first one, I want to see you between 8 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Hey. So that they don't clash. The other one, you put the person around 11 a.m. Another one at 1 p.m. Another one at 3 p.m. The last one at 6 p.m. Hey. Insincerity and hypocrisy. Pretense. Eh? And then he says, grudges. Envy and jealousy. This is it's in, it's in a lot of churches, a lot of Christians. Envy, that is why they are not growing. They can have bigger, the biggest headgear in the church. Envy and jealousy. 
and slander and evil speaking of every kind. Have you heard? Hmm, I don't know. This girl, look at her about us. It's not nice. One is bigger than the other. Every time you are saying something bad, you are saying slander. You will not grow in Christ if you do that. Eh? You won't. He says, lay all these things aside and do what? And brother, pay attention to the word. Look at the next verse. Verse 2. Like newborn babies, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk, that by it you may be nurtured and grow unto completed salvation. Do you see? Yeah. Yes. So instead of all this, get into the word. Like be a Christian who opens the Bible and reads the Bible. Be a Christian who listens to podcasts. Be a Christian who does morning devotion. Be a Christian who prays to the Lord in the morning. Yeah, because you want to grow, you want to hear the Lord. Why do you want to be different? We are born of the word and we must of necessity live by the word. First Peter chapter 1, go to chapter 1 verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. We are born of the word of God, and hence must live in the word of God. Do you see? We must live in the, we must live in the word of God. That is, that is it. When God created the heavens, okay, and the earth, when he was going to create the, the, the beds of the sky, he spoke to the sky for the skies to bring forth the beds. That is how God created the beds. The beds were spoken out of the skies. God said the sky should produce beds, beds of the air. You can look at Genesis chapter 1, you can see that. And the heavens produce the beds. Because the heavens produce the beds, the beds must always be airborne. Where you are born from is where you stay. When he, when he came to the animals of the earth, he called the, the earth, he asked the earth to produce the animals. Genesis chapter 1 verse 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after, the, after his kind. Cattle and creeping thing and beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. He called, he spoke to the earth. Let the earth bring forth. So the earth brought forth the living creatures. And the skies also brought, that's, that's the verse before. 23, look at 23. And God said, let the waters bring forth, so this, this is the fishes, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that has life, and found that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. Have you seen it? He spoke to the waters to bring forth fishes, and they came from the, from the waters. Because fishes are born out of water, they must stay in water to survive. When he came to man, when God was going to create man, he spoke to himself. God spoke to himself. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, he said, let us make man in our image. And God said, let us make man in our image. God spoke to himself. So you cannot live by, without God. You have to live in God in order to survive and be at your best. Yes. You should see birds flying there. You should see fishes. Try and catch a fish in the water with your bare hands and see if you, it will work. He will show you where power lies. It will never work. Yes. Hallelujah. So we are born of God's word, and we must live in God's word in order to survive. That's in First Peter chapter one, verse twenty-three. I just mentioned it: being born again, not a corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God that lives and abides forever. Okay, yes. So we must be fed with the word of God. 
if, if you don't feed, if a shepherd does not feed God's people with the word of God, they will not grow. It is the word of God that causes people to grow. It is the word of God that causes people to grow. It is the word of God that will cause you to grow. It is the word of God that will cause you to grow. There's the milk of God's word. There's the meat of God's word. There's a strong meat of God's word. There's the honey of God's word. All those things are in the Bible. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. You remember, we just read First Peter 2, 2. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow by. You may grow thereby, isn't it? Go to First Peter 2, 2. We just read. I'm just showing you what we read. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word. So there's the milk of the word. That you must be fed with. If you are not fed with it, you will not grow. You can go to church for 20 years till you die. If you don't, if you don't receive the milk of God's word, you are not going to grow. You'll be a Christian who does not understand anything. You are born again, but anything can happen to you. Yes, because you, you are not growing. You are not getting the diet you need to grow. Every shepherd must feed. Your, your, your main tool and your main work as a shepherd is to feed. Feed with what? With the word of God. Teach people the word of God. Answer their questions with the word of God. Don't answer their questions with your mind. Answer their questions with the word of God. Meaning that you must know the word of God. So you can't be a shepherd and not know the word of God. As, as a shepherd, you have to know the word of God. You see? You see, and some of the milk, eh? Some of the milk of God's word is showing people why they should do their quiet time. You see, teaching on quiet because this is basic, but very. You see, when you go to when you go to school and they teach you that two times two is eight, and three times three is seventy-five. If they teach you the wrong thing on the basis on the foundation level, you are in trouble. You are what? You are in trouble. If they say color red is yellow, what will happen? You are dead. You cannot work complex maths. Because your basic calculations are wrong. So this is very sensitive. Simple things like how to read the Bible. Simple things. Simple things like Genesis. There are 66 books in the Bible. Do you know that there are 66 books in the Bible? There are a lot of Christians who don't know that there are 66 books in the Bible. When you ask them how many books are in the Bible, they'll say, what, 20, 30, someone will say 105. 66. How many are in the New Testament? 27 are in the New Testament and 39 in the Old Testament. Do you see? It's called milk. This is milk. How to open Bible. You sometimes are in the church and we say, let's open to Genesis. You're always depending on this thing. You're always depending on this thing. When we, what if, if we leave you to yourself, you realize that mm, it weren't good at the time. It weren't good at all. Are you in the church? Ask your neighbor, do you know where Genesis is? I mean, it's going to be, that's milk. That's milk. So if the person is born again fresh, what do we do? We need to find, we need to help the person learn how to read the Bible. Do you see? Step by step, books of the Bible, there are books of the Bible. 66 of them. 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New. These are the books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalm, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, 
Trust of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentation, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Amos, over there. Hey! You see? You realize that? Mm. You don't know that Obadiah is in the Bible. Obadiah. Who is Obadiah? Obadiah. Someone said Obadiah. Wow. So as a shepherd, you start feeding simple, simple things. How to open to Deuteronomy and how to check the chapter. The ones in front are the chapters. And then we have verses. Then you look at the verse. That's how you read. That's how you look at it. And there are different versions of the Bible, not because there are many Christians in the, in the, in the, in the, in the world. There are different versions because, you see, the Hebrew is richer than English. So one, one word in Hebrew can be five words in Hebrew. One word in English can be five words in Greek. The New Testament was written in Greek. Do you see? And the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. Both of those languages are richer than English. So one word can, be more, can mean more than one thing in English. So this version can choose different words and express them in his version. It's not that a, a, this version is, is like it's, it's, it's wrong. It's not wrong. It's a different aspect of what has been written. This is, this is milk. <laughs> milk. How to read a Bible. How to meditate. You see, how to meditate on the scripture. Because you need to meditate on the word of God. Without, the meditation, without meditation on the word of God, the word of God will have no place in your heart. The way for the word of God to have access to your heart is by meditation. So you must be taught how to meditate. If you're a shepherd, the, the, one of the first things you need to do is to teach your people how to meditate. You want to have good, good sheep, they must learn how to meditate. If you just say, go to the podcast, you're you a crazy shepherd. There's something wrong with your brain. What does it mean to go to the podcast? You see, when you go for a buffet, okay, in any international hotel, five-star, four-star hotel, Kempiski, Golden Tulip, listen, you may not see Banku there. Hey! You will not see Banku there. You may not see jollof rice. You'll be surprised that you may not see jollof rice there. Fufu, if Banku are not seeing, how much more Fufu? Fufu? Banku is very easy to make. Fufu that you have to, they, they, you, know, you don't have that. You don't have that. You will have curry rice. Braised rice. What's rice again? What? Vegetable rice. Singaporean rice. When you go there, you don't say, mm, what is all this? You will go hungry. You will pay 250 Ghana cities for buffet and you will not be able to eat anything you see what you need is a guide a guide someone needs to guide you when you go for the buffet someone needs to hold your hand and say listen where do you come from from ghana from ghana okay from ghana okay ghana our taste buds is very similar to this particular one this one that you are seeing it's very good. You can take this one. My big sister went to South Korea some years ago and they went for bu uh, dinner, buffet. And she didn't know what to do. So she had her guide. But her, her guide could not also speak English. So as they are going, you see? Bushia. Bushia means that it's very good. I don't know why it was. Bushia. If it's not so good, you say Bushia. I'm telling you a true story. Hey! Bushia, Bushia, I tell you. 
she needed a guide, and that was the guy she got. You need a guy. Tell everybody you need a guy. Yes, you need a guy. And guess what? Your shepherd is a guy that God has destined for you to guide you. Yes. So as a shepherd, you must guide people. You, must, you have to help. You see all these people who are sitting here? All of us sitting here. It is not all of us who... We, we, you don't read your Bible. It's not, and it's not because you don't want to read it. Because you don't know how to go about it. I, I don't know if you get it. Yes, yeah, so those of you standing... Most of you standing are shepherds. You are already shepherds. Your job is to guide. Don't say, go to the podcast. The podcast is a buffet. What is she going to choose? What is she going to choose? What is she going to eat? You have to be by the person and say, Bushia. 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 Yeah, this one is Bushia. Da, 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 da. It's very good for you. Give the Lord a shout if you like my message. Teach meditation. How to meditate. Sit down. Close your eyes. Take a verse. Think about it. It's as simple as that. David said that the one who meditates on the word shall become like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. Who shall bear fruits in a season? And everything that he does shall prosper. Psalm 1, verse 2 and 3. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. The person who is going to prosper, a child of God must have his delight in the word of God. Do you see? Yes. Go back to verse 2, please. Verse 2. Psalm 1, verse 2. Let's read from verse 1. You see, all the time, spiritual growth has to do with laying aside some things. So he, this one too, he says the same thing. Go to verse 1. Blessed is the man that does not, that's walking not in the counsel of the ungodly. If you are going to grow spiritually, you don't need some friends around you. I mean, you know that this girl, who is your friend, never brings any good thing into your life. She's always talking about boys. Always talking about men. Always talking about money. Always talking about things that are not correct. You know. Already, you know. Or you don't know. Oh. Now you want to grow in the Lord. And this your friend is still there with you. And she's the one who is counseling. She's your best friend. Your bestie. Your BFF. What? Hey! How are you going to grow? He says, blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Ungodly counsel. Let us go for this party. Charlie, this man, one of our, one of our girls, eh, had a land cruiser. She's here. And she was walking by the roadside there, and the land cruiser stopped. She had some friends with her. The land cruiser stopped and said she should get in. And she said she would not get in. The guy said, no, I'm not getting in. And the land cruiser sped off. Her friends started saying things. Hey! What have you done? What have you done? Are you serious at all? This is how we live in Ghana. These are ungodly friends who are going... You'll get HIV very soon. Do you know... You see, it's, you don't read news too. You see, some of you, you must, read, you must read the news. When you go on social media, don't just be looking at all kinds of unnecessary things. Read the news. A news item has come from AIDS Commission. AIDS Commission. The commission is the one saying it. That a lot of big men are infecting small girls with HIV. You see, the, the news... It has come out, and a big man is stopping you, and you are like, This is my, this is the answer to my prayer. It's my season. When you come to church and are singing, It's time to shine again. It's time, you just, Oh Lord, this is my time to shine. 
It's not your time to shine. You are going to die very soon. How many Jesus lost more girls? 29, dead. 22, dead. 25, dead. 31, dead. Some of them are using some of them for sacrifice. There was a lady who had an accident around Legon. Not long ago, I think about a month ago. The accident, okay, the accident was not an accident, but she died. The guy, even the guy driving the car is, is alive. <laughs> but she, that was sitting by, nothing happened to her, she just died, just like that. And her mate started saying that, it's like the guy has done something. They feel that guy, because the guy is a sucker, but they feel like the guy has used it. Yeah. Ungodly people, blessed is the man that walked in the, not in the council of ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Like, you, you, you are with sinners. It's not going to let you grow. These are things that take your, take your attention away from the word of God. Which is going to prosper you. Do you see? Yeah. Yes. That is why your shepherd will see peg around you. Do you know see peg? Yeah. You chalk things. Chalk people, my friend. If you, are, if you are really going to do shepherding, you must prevent some people from coming to the sheep. Because there are wolves that will want to chew the sheep and kill the sheep. And you must block the wolves from coming to the sheep. Yes. If you are going to be a proper shepherd, you must block. Yes. You must take the sheep away from ungodly people. Take them away from the way of sinners. And take them away of the seat of the scornful. The scornful are those who scorn God. Those who say, oh, this church thing is nothing. We have gone to church and we are not seeing anything. You have gone to school. Have you seen anything in your life? You have gone to school. Have you seen anything in your life? What is your, what is your problem? You have gone to school. Have you seen anything? your problem which tree is planted and grows overnight no tree grows overnight every tree takes time to grow if you must be planted in the house of God in order to grow the fact that you are being watered today does not mean that you grow up tomorrow morning no it takes time it takes time and as a Christian, you must understand that Christianity and the word of God takes time. The word of God is a seed. It is sown into your heart. It takes time to grow. For it to bear fruit. Relax. Be patient. Follow those who through faith and patience obtain the promises. It's faith and patience. It's not just faith. It's faith and patience. Okay? Yes. You're a prostitute. Now you are born, you are born again child of God. Don't think that tomorrow morning you will get money. You have to go through some things. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Don't say, oh, since I became born again, I'm not getting it. So I'm going back to prostitution. It's, it's, up to your, it's up to you. You are a sacral boy. You are getting money from so many people. Now that you are born again, change. Decide I'm not going to go along that line. I'm going to stay with God. God will prosper me. In the name of Jesus. It will take time, but it will happen. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. That you be not slothful. Don't be lazy. Don't be a lazy Christian. But followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Faith and patience inherit the promises. Okay? Yes. So we are born of the word. We need the word to grow. And the shepherd feeds with the word. Feeds with the milk of God's word. And I'll show you what the milk is. Teaching on how to open Bible. How to do Bible study. There's telescopic Bible reading. Bible study. Where you are reading, you are just reading to know what is inside the Bible. You may not know what is written in First Chronicles. You just need to read First Chronicles to know what is written in First Chronicles. Just for shaky reason, just read it. Are you in a church? Yes. yes. Just read. Paul said, "Until I come, give yourself to exhortation and to reading. Read, read the Bible. Just read. 
Reading the Bible is not the same as listening to messages. It's different. It's different. You have to read your Bible. Do you see? Teaching your sheep how to read your Bible. Their Bible. That's feeding. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. Look at Jeremiah 3, 15. And I'll give you pastors or shepherds according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So as a shepherd, you feed people with knowledge and understanding. That's your job. You feed them with knowledge. You show, knowledge means teaching the person, educating the person. Letting the person know that this is how to do it. Someone taught me. I always thank God for those who taught me how to read the Bible. Someone taught me all these things like Genesis, Exodus. Someone taught me. Someone taught me Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians. All those things. Someone taught me. So you to become a shepherd who can teach somebody. There are basic things. You'll be surprised that your sheep, most of your sheep, they don't know any. They don't know. Don't just say, go and listen to the messages. That's wicked. You're a very wicked person. Hey! Yeah, a highling shepherd. Hallelujah. Feeding. Say feeding. Yes. Feeding with milk. With milk. Easy, bite-sized words. You must explain why we do worship. Why do we do worship in church? See, if I ask you right now, I realize that you, you, you don't want to look at my face. Everybody's looking away. Oh, but you can't be a Christian and not know why we, don't do, why we do worship in church. That is why you keep missing it. You don't know why, why we do it. You don't know why it is important. So you keep missing it. And it's like it's nothing. Why we speak in tongues? These are milk. What it means to speak in tongues. Do you see? All the basic things we do in church. All the basic things we do in church. Why you must serve in the house of God. It's all milk. It's all milk. You shouldn't, you shouldn't come and only sit. You must do something. You must be in the choir. You can sing clearly. These people are not singing well. And you know it. <laughs> you know they are not singing well. You shouldn't criticize. You must, you must join them. And become something in there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say feeding is important. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 11. Many instructions to feed. Many. Ezekiel 34, verse 11. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will, be both, will both search my sheep and seek them out. Verse 12. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that is among his sheep, that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. This is the Lord talking. Next verse. And I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land and feed them upon the mountains. You see, he gathers them for one purpose, to feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers and in all the inhabited places of the country. The rivers are the spirit, so you feed by the spirit, okay? Yes. And I, I says, I'll feed them in a good pasture. And upon the high mountains of Israel shall their fold be. There shall they lie in a good fold. And in a fat pasture shall they feed upon the mountain of Israel. Wow. wow. Next, verse 15. I will feed my flock. And I'll cause them to lie down, said the Lord God. 
I will feed my flock. So God wants to feed his flock. How does God feed his flock? He says, I'll give you pastors, shepherds after my own heart. I'll give you pastors and shepherds after my own heart. Who shall feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. They shall feed you with knowledge and they shall feed you with understanding. So as a shepherd, you feed people with knowledge and understanding. You feed them with God's word. There's a meat of God's word. Do you see? There's a meat of God's word. Things that are, are harder to understand. Things that you must be alive spiritually to understand. Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. Let's read from verse 10 so you understand it. Verse 9. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Next verse. Called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Jesus, he's talking about Jesus, okay? He says Jesus is called of God after the order, a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Next verse. Of whom we have many things to say. This is Paul writing to the Hebrew church. He says, we have many things to say about this guy called Melchizedek. And hard to be uttered. Why? Seeing you are dull of hearing. So these Christians have become, have become dull of hearing. Hmm? They have become what? Dull of hearing. When you're preaching, they're sleeping. Yes. For instance, as a shepherd, you must teach your sheep not to sleep when the word of God is coming. It shows that it's not important to you. Yes. It shows that it's what? It's not important to you. Yes. And you must know what happens to all those who sleep. <laughs> you must know what happens to all those who sleep. You miss the presence of God. Jacob eh, was sleeping when he was supposed to be praying. And he saw in a, in a dream angels ascending and descending upon a ladder. When he woke up, he said, Hey, God was here and I knew it not. He said, When you sleep during a service, God is there, but then you don't know. You miss out. The next time, you see, and because he slept there, because Jacob slept, he had 21 years lost. 21 years lost. I'm not lying to the scripture. It's in the Bible. He missed it. So he ended up with Laban, his uncle. And the first decision he made to marry a, a woman was this. They, they told him to work for seven years for one woman. How many of you do that? But Jacob did it. He served for one, for seven years for one woman. And when, after, the, after he had served, when the wedding day came, they gave him her older daughter to marry. Because he was so wild about the marriage and wanted to have sex. He didn't even check who it was. I mean, have you seen some before? You are married and you don't know who it is. He didn't check. Wow. wow. After settling everything in the night, in the morning, when he woke up, stretched himself, good morning, Rachel. When he said, hey, Leah, what are you doing here? It was Leah who was in his bed. Then he rushed down to his father-in-law. What have you done? The father-in-law said, oh, didn't, didn't they tell you? We don't, in, this, in this country, we don't marry. Younger daughter does not go before older daughter. So I've given the older daughter. Be happy. Jacob said, what do you mean? Laban said that, listen, if you want the younger daughter, just serve for another seven years. 
Jacob did not even think. He said, okay, I'm serving for another seven years. Hey. Another seven years of labor. 14 years. Why? He slept. He could have seen all these things there. He slept. When after he had suffered in his, 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 his uncle's house and all of that for 21 years, his wages were, his salary was changed 10 times. Why? He was sleeping in church. His salary was changed 10 times. This is, it's called milk. Milk. It's stories. But it's very powerful. Yes. Stories. After that change, he paid 10 times. He saw a vision and God showed him what to do. And he became prosperous. When he was leaving his, un- his uncle's house and going, he, he saw that Esau was going to come and meet him and kill him. Do you know what he did? The Bible says that he lifted up his eyes and he saw the angels. The same angels he saw 21 years ago. He saw them in a camp, a host. And this time around, he pushed all his family ahead and he had a camp meeting. He had a, an all night. Esau was sleeping. He was praying all night. And as he was praying all night, the Lord appeared. The angel of the Lord appeared and he wrestled with them and had his destiny change. It could have happened... 21 years earlier. But he was sleeping. For instance, it is very bad to come to a meeting late. Very bad to come to a meeting late. Ananias and Sapphira, you see, Sapphira came to the meeting very late. Her husband had died. And she was doing makeup in the house. Her husband had died and buried and she was not in church she came about five hours late into the ministry into the meeting and when she came and they asked her a question did you sell them the the property for this amount she said oh yeah we sold that was it it was four hundred thousand that's what you have brought you know the thing was sold for eight hundred thousand she said it was four hundred thousand this is it her husband had come to say it was four hundred thousand and had fallen dead but she, she was not in the service so she didn't see what happened <laughs> she came same question same question, no. And she, she gave same answer. Oh, same thing. When she said it now, she also fell down dead. She could have avoided the death by coming to meetings early. She would have, she would have repented. It would have been very good for her. For instance, complaining whilst service is going on. That the service is taking long. Yes, the service is taking long. Why is the pastor preaching so long? I thought we were supposed to close at 12. How come it's 12 and we have not closed? How come it's... Yes, it's also in the Bible. Saul was waiting for someone to come for them to offer the sacrifice. And someone was laying, coming. Someone was not coming. Someone was... They had set an appointed time. The time had come. The prophet had not showed up. He had not finish his meeting somewhere. He had not come. Saul was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. He just decided to take matters into his own hand and do what he wanted to do. When he did it, nah, the prophet came. And that was the end of his life and his ministry. That was it. It's called milk. Stories. For instance, knowing that you're supposed to be here and deciding that you will not stay is also another problem. Like you know you know that you know that this is where God wants you to be. You say you can know, and then you decide something else. You decide, oh, no, maybe what's all this? Yeah, you give yourself excuses. What's all this? They are worrying me. They are doing this. We are worrying you. If you go to a church where they don't worry you to study the word, it's not a church. It is not what? A church. It's not a church. They don't worry you to read about. They don't worry you to be in service. They don't worry you to pray. They don't worry you to do. They don't wake you up. They don't wake you up to come to church. It is not a church. It is not a church. 
it is something else. That is not the church of Jesus Christ. Yes, the church of Jesus Christ. Listen, go to Ema. What do you like? Ephesians 4. Yanko Ephesians. Ephesians 4. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. Do you like my message or you don't like my message? Should I, should I go home? I'm talking about feeding. 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 You see, we are feeding sheep. We are not feeding giraffes. So you must bring the meal down for them to hear and understand. That is why I'm talking the way I'm talking. You see, this one, you don't, it's not complicated at all. This is it. This is it. Just flow. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. Let's read the message version. Message version. He says he wants to feed us and help us grow so that we will not have prolonged infancies. Eh? No prolonged infancies among us, please. You've been born again for a long time. You don't, you don't know a lot of things. It's not supposed to be like that. You've been born again for five years and you, you, there's no sign of you serving God. No sign. You say you're born again, but you live your own life. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. He's not the Lord of your life. When, when a, a, a friend calls for a party, you move immediately. But when Jesus calls for a service, you will not come. Who is your Lord? Tell me who is your Lord? Who is your Lord? I, I'm asking you, also asking me, ask your neighbor. Who is your Lord? Who is your Lord? No, so this Christian, it's like this Christianity thing, it's like it's nothing. That is where a lot of Christians, I don't, I don't want, I'm your pastor, I don't want you to have a life where it's like this thing is nothing. This Christianity thing is nothing to you. It doesn't do anything to you. We just come to church and we go. We miss it as and when we decide to come. We ask and when we decide to come, then we come. You can, I can, you can see me at, I, I, I mean, when I want to come, I can, why are you forcing me to come? Why? Listen, listen, you are missing a lot of things completely i tell you all those who miss lectures a lot will not pass their exam you miss the eyes you don't because the eyes that are done unexpectedly i mean they just do it so all the today i'm not listen a tree that is transplanted all the time will never grow Today you are here. Tomorrow you are there. Today you are there. Tomorrow you are here. How how long is how, how, how you are not going to grow? No prolonged infancies among us, please. We will not tolerate babies in the woods. Small children who are an easy mark for imposters. Very soon you will say that Jesus is not God anymore. Very very soon. Very soon you will say that you are a homosexual. Very soon you will say you are a lesbian. Very very soon. Yes. You see, because your faith is not strong. It's not strong. You've forgotten that Satan is looking for you to sift you as sweet and destroy your life. You've forgotten that you have an adversary who doesn't like you. He wants to kill you before your time. He wants to destroy your life completely. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come. The shepherd is come that you might have life and have it to the full. Life is being given to you. You say you don't like. What is wrong with you? No prolonged emphasis among us, please. God doesn't want prolonged emphasis. You are not changing. You are not changing. Yes, are coming, but you are not changing. Do you see? Yes. When you miss service, which one is it? When you miss service, yeah. When you come late, yes. Complaining, yes. You know you have to stay. Aha, uh-huh, that one. You know you have to stay. You know where you belong. 
It's dangerous. You know where you belong. All these things, are, they are in the Old Testament. You may not find them in the New Testament. They are all in the Old Testament. stories. You will see what to be and what not to do. Lessons, I tell you. There was a man called Jonathan in the Bible. He knew. Jonathan knew that David would be king instead of him. And he would be next to David. He knew in his heart of hearts that he would be next to David. He knew his, his place was by the side of David. But because of physical relations and because of certain things, he decided to stay with his natural father. And he died on the same day with his natural father. They all died. It's in the Bible. He said it. Jonathan said to David, he said to David that you will be king and I'll be by your side. He knew where he was supposed to be. He knew where he was supposed to be. Jesus appointed 12. Jesus appointed 12 disciples and had so many other disciples. He preached a message like what I'm preaching now. He preached a message, a very wild message in John chapter 6. When he finished preaching it, the Bible says that most of the people did not work with him anymore. Meanwhile, all the disciples had been appointed to have a kingdom, to have a part in the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Those who stayed, he told them that you are the ones who have followed me throughout. Therefore, in the regeneration, you will sit upon 12 tribes, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. He has made them pillars and foundations of the new Jerusalem. They, never, they didn't know that was what they were going to get by staying and by being around, but that was what they got. First Samuel 23, 17. This is Jonathan talking. And he said unto David, Fear not, for the hand of Saul my father shall not find thee, and thou shalt be king over Israel, and I shall be next unto you. Wow. And that's also saw my father knoweth. You'll be king in Israel, and I shall be what? Next one. But he didn't follow. He should have gone with him. He did mother church, mother church. And he ended up dying. You say it's mother church. You are, they are not, you are not hearing anything. Nothing is happening to you. What is wrong with you? We all had mother church. But we realize that the mother church is not murdering us. We have to find our way and be murdered properly. Hallelujah. Yes. Feeding. Say feeding. Rise up on your feet and thank God for what you have shared with you. <laughs> Lift up your hands, Lord Seven, and thank God. Malahadabaya. Thank God for what you have shared with you. Pray that the word of God that has been shared with you will stay in your heart and that it will guide you for the rest of your life. To guide you for the rest of your life. It will guide you for the rest of your life. It will guide you for the rest of your life. Pray that the Holy Ghost will take these words and make them a part of you. Pray that these words will guide you. Will guide you. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Pray that these words will be a lamp unto your feet and light your path all the days of your life. Father, thank you for the power of your word. David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sing against you. He also said, You have made me a wonder unto my generation. Father, through your word, make us a wonder unto our generation. Let us be a great wonder, a great wonder, a great wonder unto our generation. And use us to be a blessing to change many lives all around the world. Thank you for your glory and your grace that is resting upon every single life. Thank you that your word that has implanted in our hearts today bears fruits, great fruits, and brings us permanency 
on every issue of our lives. Amen in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.